Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Ravens are coming off a brutal, and I'm talking brutal. This one's going to affect your sleep for a few days. Loss to the Dolphins, 42-38. to 38. Dolphins score 28 points in the fourth quarter. Storm back from a 21-point deficit entering the fourth quarter to shock the Ravens at the end. Garrett, speaking of sleep, how well did you sleep after that one? Well, the only good news on that front is that I don't sleep anyway, you know, because I have a one-month-old <laughs> baby at home. So uh, my, my sleep can't get much worse. So this didn't really have any bearing on that. Uh, but I'll tell you what it's not. It is not a size them up Monday. It is, it is no. a disappointing Monday. Um, and we'll try to go through this game and uh, kind of break down what we saw, what went wrong, what went right. Um, and we also have some emails to get through over the course of this show because uh, I think that there's, you know, the listeners, based on some of the emails that came flowing in last night, uh, people want to commiserate together after a loss like that. Yeah. I oh, was, for sure. I was... Misery loves yeah, company, I right? was, I was, After the game, I was I picked up dinner, and uh, a guy came up to me, and he, he asked if I was... He says, are you Garrett from the Ravens? And I said, yeah. And he said, do you just have a minute to talk? <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you were a therapist exactly. I was like, night? you just want to commiserate about that game. He's like, yeah, man, I can't believe that. So we talked briefly, um, and then I had to get, you know, I had to get back into that one month old baby. But um, that kind of thing sums up the mood after a game like that. Like you just want to try to figure out what happened, what went wrong, and um, yeah, misery loves company. Well, one thing wrong with that story also is that you're you're picking up dinner after a game. Did you not eat? enough in the press box what do you what do you well doing? i always try to <laughs> that's your, my first mistake you know i always try to limit the press box food because you can go to i always get the first quarter nachos as longtime listeners know but i will i hesitate on eating too much after that because it just ends up making me I, i'll overdo it and i'll feel sick so i don't eat too much during the game you don't go post game pizza yeah, the, the post game pizza is always a terrible idea always a terrible idea oh. I just, I just, I needed it after that when I was like, you know what? I know this is a terrible idea, but I yeah. I mean, when you're eating the post game pizza, you're like regretting it as you're eating it. It, You don't even get any satisfaction. Well, that that game had tons of regrets. It was like misery pizza. Yeah. So you just double down on the bad decisions. So um, let's start with the defense this week, and you tell me. Obviously, the the secondary had major issues in the second half, particularly the fourth quarter. What went wrong in the secondary? Well, I think it was a combination of factors. Um, I mean, one, obviously, being that the Ravens are thin in the secondary, right? So you lose Kyle Fuller in week one for the the season. Marlon Humphrey is dealing with a groin uh, issue that popped up midweek. You know, he played only, what was it? How many percent of the snaps here? Uh, Let me get it here. Marlon Humphrey played 79% of the snaps. He wasn't in on the field at all for the Dolphins game winning drive. Um, so he's, you know, kind of limited, right? Marcus Peters is working his way back into action in his first game uh, back from the knee injury. He played 62% of the snaps. So, you know, you're, you're relying on a couple rookies. Jalen Armour Davis played 54%. Pepe Williams played 52%. And, and so I think when you're, you're rolling different guys in there so much, there has a, there's a possibility, a higher possibility, certainly for communication problems. And that's what everybody was kind of pointing to uh, 
as being the problem on the two long touchdowns to Tyreek Hill. You know, obviously there was the busted one uh, with Armour Davis where, you know, he was just feet looked like they were in cement. Tyreek Hill just ran right past them, right? And no coverage over the top. So there's obviously a bust on yeah, that like, play. Yeah, like to me, to me, like when I see that play, like I don't, I didn't look at that as like, man, and I, this is what it's always difficult sometimes to assess, you know, because you don't know the play call and all that. But right. like Jalen Armour Davis didn't even look like he tried to cover uh, Tyree Kill deep down the field. Right. It looked like he was like in yeah, zone he was passing him off. It was what it looked like to me. Exactly. Now, maybe he made a mistake and he shouldn't have passed him off. Right. Or maybe whoever right. was supposed to have help over the top, one of the safeties, wasn't there for whatever reason. I, I don't know why, but that to me seemed like some sort of communication breakdown. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I, I talk about how, you know, you have these rookies that are playing and, and stuff like that. And none of this is an excuse. That's not an excuse, right? I mean, if you're playing, if you're on the field, 50% of snaps, and, and you know, I, it's, 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 you try to, like, think of all the possible, you know, whys, right? And I even said to Jalen Armour Davis after the game, I was like, well, you know, it's your, your first game playing in front of this big crowd at MT Bank Stadium, and it gets loud, and, and, you know, that makes communication more difficult. And he basically was like, you know, I played at Alabama, yeah. you know, so it gets a little loud there too when you're on yeah. defense. And so like props to him, like there's no excuses. You can't, you just can't have that. I don't care if you're a rookie. I don't care if you're just got signed off the street three days earlier or whatever, you can't have it. But when you have younger players, you probably have a higher likelihood of mistakes like that happening, right? Young rookies make mistakes and, and, or, or whoever, right? Maybe he didn't get the call. I'm not saying it was necessarily even his mistake. I don't know. But all I'm saying is when you're shuffling corners and you go down and you, you're further down your depth chart, well, the higher likelihood for mistakes there yeah. is, right? And so that certainly seemed to be a problem on that. I mean, the other the other Tyreek Hill long touchdown, he just – I mean, part of it is it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's like one right? of the fastest you, players. You, you got you to yeah, tip your he's hat. He's one of the fastest right? players and, in the league, maybe the fastest player. Yeah. Right. And so we've seen this story with Tyreek Hill, unfortunately, too mm-hmm. many times, right? I mean, the dude is – just out of this world. And so he got behind Marcus Peters, who is back from his first game from ACL and even a fully healthy pre knee injury. Marcus Peters might not be able to say, keep up with Tyreek Hill on a deep yeah. post. Right. And especially first game back shaking off the rust. Marcus Peters was not right. And um, he wasn't able to recover and, and close fast enough, even though that ball kind of floated a little bit. Um, and then the third thing is really, he shouldn't be in that position. Marcus Peters, with with that big mm-hmm. a lead, the, the lead that the Ravens had, should not be in that position where you're going one-on-one on a man coverage on Tyreek Hill trying to keep up with him over yeah. the top. Just shouldn't happen, right? Just should not happen. You, you, you need to have high safeties in that situation. You need to be saying they, they're going to have to complete 10 passes down the field to get in this end zone. There's no way we're going to give up bombs to Tyreek Hill, the most explosive player in the, in the right. game. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's like when you have that 21 point lead in the fourth quarter, you're sitting there. First of all, you're feeling pretty good, especially after that Lamar run. That's what like just totally stinks, stings amongst other things about this game. Like after that Lamar run, it was a party at M&T Bank Stadium. Like they, the MVP chance. Well, I had my I had my cake. <laughs> it was definitely a party. I had we'll get to, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that a little bit later. But it was a party in there, <laughs> and. You basically like if you're gonna give up some points to the Dolphins, like you're saying, make them make them go the long way. Make it be a seven, eight, ten play drive that takes up six For minutes sure. of clock. The one thing that you couldn't have 
was quick strike plays. You know, 50-yard, 60-yard bombs to the fastest player in the league. Like, that's the one thing you can't have. And that's what the Ravens gave up twice. Um, right. And so to, to see that happen was just – I was I was shocked because, you know, we all said – we both said that we thought this defense would be a top-five defense. It's only the second game. They still could be. Um, but to have a game where you give up six touchdowns to, uh, you know, 400-plus yards and that, you know, that 21-point lead in the fourth quarter is shocking. We got an email – and you guys, if, if you want to kind of, you know, commiserate with us over the course of this week, you can do that. You can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Kyle Riker emailed us, and just the subject line was pain. <laughs> just pain. I think that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> That's a good uh, one. Kyle said, uh, I'm just so disappointed. I definitely recognize it's a long season. It's just one game. The thing is, this was supposed to be the thing that we overcame from last year. It just feels like more of the same. It doesn't seem like mm-hmm. we're going to be able to cover the deep ball again. And I believe this will be an issue all season long again. I'd like to believe it will be different and we'll learn from it, but it's a bit harder to believe since we've all seen this before. Anyway, I just needed to express how I felt. This definitely hurts. Thanks, guys. So mm-hmm. what do you think? Is Kyle on to something? I mean, I think one point on that, like, I think it's just going to become more challenging because the secondary that we all talked about being – you know, much deeper this year suddenly isn't so deep. And you kind of covered that with some of the injuries, but now they're piling mm-hmm. up. We'll see how long this groin injury lingers from Marlon Humphrey. Is he going to miss time? Is right. he able to play through it? You know, Pepe Williams right. goes down late in the game. Um, you know, he seems to be okay, walked off. Um, right. But you know, and an an- ankle was listed. But sometimes an ankle, you know, the next day it swells up and you might miss a week or two, especially at that position. You already lost Kyle Fuller. Brandon Stevens didn't play. And so, Quality. like, you could be in a situation if, you know, you could be in a situation next week right. where you're looking at Jalen Armour Davis, Daryl Worley, and Marcus Peters being your top three corners. And I don't, I don't know who would be the fourth in that situation. You know, we'll see. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully those guys are all able to play and, and it's that's not an issue. But that to me is – Yeah, injuries, injuries are, are piling up. That's like the – right. That's kind of the, you know, rolling it forward is like – I think I think once the Ravens, if the Ravens are at quote unquote full strength, which they won't be, I mean they lost Kyle Fuller for the year, right? But like my my feeling, and and I certainly understand having doubts about this after what we saw yesterday, but I don't think that the Ravens secondary is going to finish thirty second in the league like it did last year or even okay. close. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I I I think that Marcus Williams is a stud. I, just, I mean, the guy had two interceptions, should have had three. The third one would have sealed the game, right? Yeah. The one, the easiest of the day, bounced in his hands. Like, that dude has some serious range. He, I think, will do a good job of covering things over the top. To me, it wasn't like a failure on his part. I mean, again, we don't know what the play calls were. We're going to have to watch the All-22, but it didn't seem like there was, like, he took the, a bad angle or whatever he didn't play it right over the top like it just seemed like he wasn't in that position or had that assignment right um so it wasn't like i didn't see a failure on his part right like oh the ravens don't have good enough players back there to cover the deep ball yeah right that is the interesting thing like you know marcus williams had a terrific game and then when you have a fourth quarter like that you're like well where's the safety is is the safety a problem but i agree it's not like he was you didn't really see him chasing behind Tyree kill very often. Um, and so mm-hmm. it like it was 
did he have any mishaps? Yeah. Marcus Peters looked like he was on an yeah, island. Right, right. It looked it, it didn't look like Marcus Williams was in the wrong place. It is so disappointing because, you know, he has his two interceptions, which were incredible plays, both of them. And then the gimme that just pops right into his hands that really would have sealed the game. Like, that to me is one of the things that's so frustrating about this game is there was kind of like, I don't know, three or four moments that really would have sealed it. Like, you had these... Oh, I had five. five. I All counted right, so them up after the Williams, game. I had, the I Williams would have been interception. The Isaiah Likely yep. uh, pass that drop on, drop third, on third down. down where there's a holding that was then picked up. How about getting into the end zone on the 18-play yep, drive? The, that one probably would have changed fourth, the game. The fourth down, you know, the, the fumble there early in the game. Uh, the fourth the, and one. The fourth and one at the 40-some yep, yard I had line. that one. Late in the what's fourth the, quarter. What's the fifth? Convert on that one. Ooh, <laughs> oh, what, what do you it? think about that? You think you think right, about think that? About but I I had those four, and, and three of those were late in the game, which is so frustrating because it's like if you had just been able to convert another first down, you probably get off the field. If you had just been able to come up with that interception, then you get the stop. Um, oh oh, here's the the fifth one was the Gasecki touchdown. Yeah, I mean, a just a ridiculous yeah. catch. I thought that as soon as Tua let go of that ball, I was like, that's through the yeah. uprights. And Gusecki climbed the ladder, and then, like, not reviewing that was a, was a surprise yeah. to me. Not, you know, it, they showed like, an, 80, a stadium, like some, or an angle in the stadium for listeners who aren't, who aren't there that looked like he was out. It looked like he was out from the stadium angle that they quickly showed. Um, right. The broadcast angle didn't show that. I don't know if he was in or out. But I would have liked them to take another look at it. Like, what's the right. what's the rush to confirm that? They they took their sweet time on the Lamar Jackson fumble right. or, or not fumble, but goal line stop. That to me, I'm still waiting to see a conclusive ball. You know, is not over the goal line uh, angle. I'm still waiting for that. It's Justin Fields. Let's talk about these goal line replays. I mean, I'm still looking for the conclusive one that didn't show that. Now. Listeners told me, ah, it looks like it's, he's not in. Maybe he was. I couldn't see the ball conclusively. But after you spend what was seemed like a half an hour looking dissecting every angle of that one to not even take a look at the Gasecki touchdown was surprising. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. You, I, I don't want to get off on a tangent, and I also don't want to sound like that guy that just always complains about the refs. But are, are, is, there, is there no DPI on Hail Marys? Is that just off the table? <laughs> I mean, I understand there's always jockeying. But that one to Bateman, like when, when Lamar let go of that ball and I see Bateman one-on-one yeah. right on the goal line, I'm like, they got a shot at this. If Bateman big boys this guy, he might have one. And then Bateman just got tossed. And uh, and it's, so DPI is just off the table. It's just off the table on Hail Mary's apparently. You can just throw everything I mean, around. I think that the, the I don't know. The level there's a higher yeah, bar. The, there's a higher bar. I understand that, but you can't just be tossing. Well, people. I can tell you, Bateman wasn't happy. Um, that was right in front of me on the sideline at the end, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, dude, it goes up in the air, and you get one-on-one coverage on a hail mary, which is like never happens. I don't know how else. Exactly. Like it, the ball's in the air, you're like, whoa, one-on-one, away from everybody else with your number one receiver. This is great. Um, right, I'll take and, it. He was unhappy about that. Clearly, um, he felt like it was pass interference. Were, so, were you were you working the ref? I was not working the ref. Doing your job? I was. Oh, you, you would you would have been here. What do we send you down to the sideline? You would have run for? out there, throw you know, kicked up dirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nose to nose, gone Earl Weaver. <clears throat> Come on, man. What are we sending you down there for? Yeah, I, I mean it. 
I don't know. I I I get what you're saying. I honestly feel like on a I don't want I don't want to believe yeah, on a hail mary. I know you got to tackle sour the guy. Grades, you gotta, like, in my book, you got to uh, tackle the guy. It, sure, <laughs> you got to get your staff to. Well, I I see what your strategy is going to be if I ever go up on a hail mary and flag. Oh football yeah, I'll cut your legs you. out from under you. Um, <laughs> all right, so so a couple other things on the defense to me that I think need to be pointed out. Well, hold on. So, sorry, 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 sorry. Time out. Because I, I just want to go back also and say about the secondary and why I don't feel like it's like broken, right? Let's also remember that Marcus Williams' second interception was exactly what you want to see on taking away mm-hmm. the deep balls, right? That was a bomb to Tyreek Hill down the sideline. He made the play, right? Dragged, made the, a tough catch, dragged the toe. Like, so, like, the Ravens are certainly capable of doing this. I think, to our point, it's about getting healthy. It's about having Marlon Humphrey healthy. It's about having Mar- Marcus Peters closer to 100%. And once that happens, like the talent really, but what if it doesn't start, happen? If the Ravens start losing, right, right. If it doesn't happen, I'm concerned. Oh, if the Ravens lose more corners or those guys aren't healthy, I am legit concerned. I just, I think that if they are, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hitting the panic button on this. Mm-hmm. But that's an if. That's an if. Health is very important in this game, as we yeah. all know. Next year on my fifty-three man roster, I'm keeping a yeah, dozen. Yeah, seriously, corners. seriously. I'm just, I'm just on the ninety. It right it's it's twenty corners, twenty corners on the ninety man. Yeah, on the fifty-three, I'm saving yeah. a dozen. So one thing that you know, I think over two games that has been, especially this game, that I've been a little surprised by, you know, the pressure. There hasn't been the pressure that I expected up front on mm-hmm. yesterday on Tua. He only he was sacked once, threw the ball fifty times. And, you know, I think when we did our season uh, breakout or our, our season predictions, I think I had Odafe Owe as breakout player. I can't remember if, I'm, if I definitely did, but I think I did. And he, Well, we both, I think, have him as defensive MVP. And he, and he has, you know, no sacks through two games. Um, I just am, I expected him to be more of a, of a game wrecker um, than he has been early on. Now, it's only two games, and I think he's still got a, a ton of talent and can do that, but... You know, yesterday when when two is dropping back there and has time to to heave the ball deep to Tyreek Hill, I just would expect more pressure in his face, um, especially on some situations where they were bringing heat. You know, like one thing Tyreek Hill said was that you know on his I think it was his second touchdown uh, when the Ravens were up fourteen, it was a cover zero blitz. Um, that's what he saw, and you know they're still not getting to him. And so when you're bringing pressure right. in those situations and you're not getting to them, that's the bad combo. Um, that's so. I, I don't know. What's your level of concern on the pass rush right now? Ravens are super thin outside linebacker. They lost Stephen Means, um, and they're, yep. you know, they seem to not be getting the type of pressure from that spot that you would hope. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned about that. You know, and I, I think another point to bring up in that regard is the Ravens have faced two backup mm-hmm. right tackles the yep. past two weeks, right? And so you would especially think. All right, you know, like both games I went into kind of licking my chops saying, here we go, Owe's going to, he's going to just ball out on these dudes. And we haven't seen it. And so that is concerning. I'd have to go back and really kind of watch the tape from this to see whether the Dolphins were max protecting and saying, Tyreek's fast enough, whatever, as long as we max protect and give Tua a little bit of time, that guy will get behind anybody, right? And so I, I have to see that. I mean, I talked to Odafe last week, and he talked about how that was the most double teams he's ever seen and all that stuff, which could very well be the case, right? But here's kind of a counterpoint is everybody knows Von Miller is the Bills' best pass rusher. 
everybody mm-hmm. knows, you know, Joey Bosa and TJ Watt, and those guys are the, the best pass rushers on their teams, and they're still getting sacks, right? So, like, you, you when you have 50 opportunities, you know, with Tua throwing the ball that much, you think the Ravens would get more pressure than yeah. they did. And, and part of the problem yesterday also was they didn't have the same amount of interior pressure that they got in week one against the yeah. Jets. You know, we didn't we didn't see that kind of pass rush up the middle to really force him backwards or or and we didn't see Tua have to step up in the pocket from the outside rush. We just did he just wasn't very effective. I mean he got sacked once and took one other quarterback yeah. hit. And so I thought that, that was going to be a key to this game in in limiting Tua and Jalen or not Tua, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle's big plays was well, if Tua is just feeling that heat right up in his face, he's going to be wanting to get this ball out fast. That's what he really wants to do. And, and you know, they can kind of limit those big plays in that way, right? Like the secondary and the pass rush go hand in hand. And so, you know, a lot of people obviously are talking about the breakdowns in the secondary, but I think that this pass rush does certainly shoulder some of that burden because – Two would just have way too much time to be back there and launch and yeah, bombs. I, I totally agree. So we want fans to know that the sports landscape is always changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings is the leader leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. So this is simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a line of players, then you try to stay under the salary cap, and you sit back and you watch your points pile up. So what you can do, you download the DraftKings app today, and you sign up using the code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, the code is FLOCK, only at DraftKings. So, all right, another email I want to get here, um, because it kind of speaks to some of these issues that we're talking about, both at outside linebacker and in the secondary. Owen Mm -hmm. liked the email to us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. After a heartbreaking loss, Owen. A, uh, Owen, by the way, has to get an Isaiah Likely jersey, right? Yeah, I mean, that, you have to. That just has to. You happen. have to. He signed his email. Owen, was, the other Likely. Uh, I was calling Isaiah Likely Owen. That <laughs> stuck in my head for about a so, for like a solid week, and I kept just referring to him as Owen. Like, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna linger." But I, I think I've I think I've wiped it clean. We'll see if this email starts okay. back up again. Here we go. He says, after a heartbreaking loss at home, there's a lot of skepticism surrounding what was predicted to be a top five defense. With the injuries piling up, do you think the Ravens will start looking at bringing in a veteran free agent like Joe Hayden or Jason Pierre-Paul? Oof. I mean, it's definitely a fair question. Um, definitely a fair question. Yeah, I, I think it depends on how bad these injuries are. You know, how how bad does Marlon's groin feel this week um the jason pierre paul one to me like and i you know he was he was reportedly in for a visit um there was a lot of a lot of smoke there during the offseason and it never happened i don't know why i don't know if the rape if if the ravens didn't like what they saw if he didn't like what he saw or if the money just didn't work out i have no idea um Mm -hmm. but they're so thin at outside linebacker like if i was going to pick one it, it might be it might be there especially with now you lose steven means you know who was a it's like yeah that might be the now you hope that kind of reinforcements are on the way with Tyus Bowser eventually coming back and then later in the year David Jabo but what can you expect from those guys right when they come back I don't know Um, well Malik Harrison seems like he's just going to convert full-time to outside linebacker he actually played pretty well but he doesn't give you a a solid game that that I think he's been I've liked him at outside linebacker from a run game standpoint but not as a as a pass rusher so I don't know if you can That's make right. the money work out on a Jason Pierre-Paul, um, 
you know, he's kind of an interesting outside linebacker. He's like a D end more than a, like, you know what I mean? Then. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the good yeah. player. I, I, I'd take a little pass rush juice. I don't know what the money looks yeah. like. All right. So you want to flip it over and talk offense a little bit here? Well, can I just point to one other thing? Go for it. And, and on the, on the defense. And I think that's, you know, the Ravens just need, they had three rookie DBs that played over 50%. And, and Kyle Hamilton, I think they're going to need a little bit more from him early on so far. I mean, we kind of talked about Adafe. Kyle Hamilton played 54% of the snaps yesterday. And after the game talked about how, you know, there were definitely some mistakes out there. That's somebody that I think that they're going to need to step up here and, and play, uh, make some more plays, you know, and, and limit some of these mistakes. And, and he's got the talent. Certainly, he's a kid that studies hard, works hard. And I think that he's somebody also that could, you know, help them um, get, a, get a little pass rush. You know, he's a jack of all trades. I think that him stepping up could also really help kind of turn around the secondary. Yeah, I think it's, again, it's, it's tough to tell kind of where breakdowns are happening in the secondary when you don't know the play call and all the assignments. You know, there was lots of conversations, and Kyle Hamilton was right in the middle of those conversations after those two long touchdowns. Um, and, you know, again, I don't know what the breakdown was, but, you know, I, I, I agree. I think that they want to see him make some more plays. I like, I've liked the way he's come up and defended, you know, kind of at the line of scrimmage. He had a big hit yesterday and a pass in the flat uh, for a breakup. So there's mm-hmm. been flashes. Um, yeah, So, sure. but I, But I do think that they could probably use a little more uh, out of him. And and one other point I want to make is this defense has played a lot yeah. of snaps and I don't know if, if fatigue or they just got gas late in this game, but it's kind of the, the flip side of the fast strike big play offense is, well, they're not, and the inability to run the ball is the offense is not really keeping the ball for very long. Time mm-hmm. of possession is kind of out of whack, which is leading to a lot of plays for the defense. I mean, they put what 80 some against the jets, right? And yesterday, 71 defensive plays, like especially a secondary that has injuries kind of piling up. That's a, that's just a lot of plays. I mean, the Dolphins possess the ball 34, almost 35 minutes to the Ravens, 25 yeah. minutes. That's a big discrepancy. So, totally. Right. And so I don't, I don't know how, how gassed they were in the fourth quarter or whether that was another factor. In yeah. I think that's a fair point. Um, and that kind of, that, that's a natural transition to the offense because, you know, it's hard to it's hard to rag on the offense too much on a day where you score thirty five points, um, but I think the concern with the offense is something that, that you and I did discuss. Well, thirty sorry thirty eight points, points but beat the, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. a, a concern with the offense is something that you and I talked about coming into the season is is the lack of the ability to run the football. Now you look at the the run total and you're like, hey, not too bad, but that's because you got a seventy nine yard run from your quarterback. Um, the the, <laughs> yeah. the called run game with the running backs is just completely ineffective through two games. It's mm-hmm. very reminiscent of last year. Kenyon Drake, six carries, eight yards. Mike Davis, five carries, four yards. You know, those two guys, 11 carries for 12 yards. Well, well it's 14 for 28. The, the Ravens running backs, 14 for 28 yards, two yards a pop. Not going to do it. Mark Andrews had one carry for three yards, so he was over the two, two yards per carry mark. Pat Ricard had one for five. Right. So the running backs are behind the fullback and the tight end in yards per carry yesterday. And, and so when you, when you, you had, they had, the Ravens had a chance to put the game away. If, if they could run the ball yesterday, and, oh, and credit sure. to the Dolphins for like, a lot of times that's when teams just kind of lay down and they just, game's over, down 21 points in the fourth quarter, and they didn't do it. 
Um, but if you can run the ball and pick up two or three first downs, then that game would have been over. But they couldn't do it. And there were multiple situations yesterday where the Ravens just needed a yard or two, and they couldn't do it. And that, to me, was like yeah. well, it was short, short yardage short, was completely I mean, ineffective. Completely ineffective. Really, really it, bad. Whether it's around really the bad. goal line um, you know, or the fourth down you know, situation. Um, so that you need to be able to run the football to pick up a yard. Like that just has to happen in a Greg Roman offense. Ra- and you have to be able to pick well, up the Ravens a yard. Have on the traditionally, yeah, the Ravens have traditionally been really good in that scenario, right? You go, you know, pow- quarterback power uh, is pretty reliable. Yeah. And, even that and, wasn't working. And to not, even that wasn't working. Um, to not be able to get that doomed the Ravens. I mean, it took seven points off the board. The Ravens had five cracks at, at the goal line on their second on their what was it? Their second right. offensive drive or first offensive right. drive. Uh, five cracks at it from inside the five yard line. You have to be able yep. to get that in. Uh, you know, now should they have mixed in a little something else in that in, instead of kind of hammering with the run game? Sure, that's fair to say. Maybe they should have tried to work in a pass there. Worked pretty well on the Mark Andrews one yarder where he was wide open and Lamar Jackson floated it to him, right? But besides that, execution wasn't there either. And I think to me the problem is, you know, you've got you've got guys that just aren't getting moved off the line of scrimmage. They're just not moving people up front. Just not. And, and the concerning thing to me, you know, when, when we're talking about big concerns coming out of this game, I think there's really two and then a third, right? The, the big one, obviously, is the secondary. And then you have the run game and the pass rush. I think if I'm ranking my concern levels right now with the three of those, those trouble spots, I'm putting the run game at the top. I'm putting run game, secondary, mm. pass rush in that order. And, and my concern with the run game is this. It's going to get better when J.K. Dobbins is on the field, no doubt. J.K. is a, a baller, right? That will help. And, and Ronnie Stanley, right? But really, your other four starting offensive linemen are in yep. place, right? And, and your tight end, your blocking tight end, which Nick Boyle has been a healthy scratch so far, uh, which is, you know, not what we expected, right? So is is he going to be all of a sudden back to the dominant self, self that he was before? I don't know. You know, the Ravens don't feel like he's there yet, obviously, or they would have activated him. Um, and so, like, if you're talking about the other four offensive linemen and you're blocking tight end, those pieces are there. And they can certainly gel and improve and, and all that stuff. But, like, it's not like the secondary where you have these injuries and guys hobbled and you're already to your backups, really. And, and so you know, they're not going to run off the left side every single time when Ronnie Stanley gets back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the pass protection has been good. Yeah. I, I think that was really played a role in Lamar Jackson having a really good day, but the run blocking has been a problem yeah. so far, which is surprising. The, the, the thing that makes me not, you know, push hitting the panic button is that this is a Greg Roman offense and Greg Roman's pretty good at scheming up the run game. And so I give him the benefit of the doubt to kind of figure this out, but if they can't run the ball, yeah, it's trouble. It's it, it's yeah, trouble. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I if I were doing those that that top three, I would, I would put the secondary, then the run game, then the pass rush. That's all it hinges on the health. Yeah, I, think, I just think here. that. So with the run game, yes, I think J.K. Dobbins will make a difference. But you know, the Ravens have been cautious and slow in his re- recovery. So when he returns, like he's not going to carry the ball twenty times. Like what's 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 right. his what's his first week back look like? 10 carries, right. seven carries. Right. Um, and then, so, so then you're still counting on the other running backs. You know, what can, what, when does, 
Ronnie Stanley get on the field? That's a great unknown. When he does get on the field, is he 100% right away? I don't know. So, right. like, those are questions that I that I still have. Um, and I'm, I agree with you. Like, Greg Roman's track record says that the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball, that he'll be able to scheme up enough, you know, action in the run game to have success. But through two games, it's been slow going. Um, but, again, it's hard for me to rag on the offense too much on a day where you, you put up 38 points. And, and, honestly, Lamar Jackson was excellent. Like that's to me one of the the real oh. like disappointments, and, and I'll we'll really we'll read the last email here. This is from Patrick at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. He says sad and unacceptable. Bateman, Jackson, and Williams all had borderline career days, which amounted to a big L. We failed a situational football execution when it when it was needed most. This is a total team loss. Um, so. I ain't putting this one on Lamar. No, no. But that's the thing. <laughs> Subtract him from the yeah, total yeah. team loss. But, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Lamar was excellent. He just had such a good day. And as I mentioned, it was a party inside MT Bank Stadium after that long touchdown. And the MVP chance were raining down. And it was like, I, I thought that we were going to spend this this podcast as a size of Monday talking about where Lamar is in the MVP early, early race, because it was yep. that kind yep. of a showing from him. I thought he was excellent in the pocket. He was patient. He allowed plays to open up. He trusted his offensive line. He was sharp with the football. He delivered it on the money. Yep. Like, accurate, accurate, everything. Just, yeah, the art, he flexed the arm strength. I thought on several throws. It's like, and then Poof. he showed, you know, Man, then he showed, he still that. got the wheels with the 79 yard touchdown. I think he was kind of baiting right. the corner on that. Like, can you, can you get me? Nah, you can't, you can't. I'll slip. <laughs> um, and then the little, yeah, flip. of course. I mean, oh, that was just it. the, you know, the cherry on top of that play, but um, he just was excellent. And so it's just so disappointing that like you have a game like that where he was so good and it's spoiled. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this, and I wrote this in, in the breakdown after the game. If Lamar Jackson keeps playing like that, the Ravens are going to be really tough to beat no matter what else happens around them. Right? I mean, it, it's hard to lose a game when your quarterback plays yeah. like that. Like, I mean, he, he he just carried them, carried the offense. And so, like, that's the, that's the thing where I come away not feeling like, garbage from this game is i'm like man you know the most important position on the field is quarterback and the rave and lamar jackson is looking nice right and so if he's going to play at this level all season long you're going to see a lot of wins just point blank you're just going to see a lot of wins and so that was really really encouraging to see from him and also you know i think there there was talking about his 79 yard touchdown run there were there was chatter about oh does the increased weight Slow him down a little bit in the long speed. <laughs> Still moving, right? And so that was that was great to see. I mean, yeah, just just a an all timer day for Lamar Jackson. The the Miami Blitz tried it early on, quickly recognized it, got the ball to Rashad Bateman. He beats him for a seventeen yard gain. I mean, he just he snapped the 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 blitz over his knee. You know that whole blitz puzzle. He he just it was a non factor. And something we talked a lot about. So, kudos to Lamar. He deserves everything uh, coming out of this game. Um, you know, just all the props in the world. So, awesome game by him and and Bateman. Let's talk well, about hold that on, too. Hold on, I, mean, hold on, I thought hold on. last thing on Lamar. Yeah, as Lamar. Oh yeah. As <laughs> as the Ravens have this this drive here and their their you know third quarter drive, 
you see Cliff get a piece of chocolate cake from the cafeteria. Well, yeah, do you want me? I'll from the cafeteria. And, and I guess Cliff feel you salivating next to me. And so, listeners, me, Cliff, and Ryan all sit next to each other in the press box. And you couldn't help yourself. And you're asking all the questions about the cake. How is it? It looks good. What do you think? And then you jump up and you go to get your piece of cake. <laughs> and then you miss the most exciting play of the game. You're gone. I come back. I, I come back and the stadium's rocking. What I miss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that cake wasn't worth it. Was not worth it. Yeah, what, cake, but not what did you think that. of just the experience of seeing that Lamar Jackson touchdown live and in person with your own two eyes? I did watch it on yeah, TV. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Well, that, that's that's the equivalent of me missing the Jacoby Jones um, kickback, kick, uh, kickoff return at the Super Bowl. Oh, oh my. That's, that's I mean, 100 times oh, worse. Yeah. A hundred. Were you at the getting food? I think I was getting food. Yeah, I think I was in the hot dog line. Wow! Wow! That's an all timer. You'll live with that for the rest of your life. Um, All right. Before we uh, we kind of wrap up the conversation here, we want to make sure our listeners uh, know about our friends at Campbell's Chunky and the Ravens and Campbell's Chunky Soup are taking on food insecurity in our community. For every regular season defensive tackle by the Ravens, Campbell's Chunky will donate 25 Campbell's products to a local Baltimore feeding affiliate, up to 25,000 items. For more details, visit ChunkySaxHunger.com. Campbell's Chunky Soup is a proud partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Also, we're calling all snacks and sports fans to make your game days even more satisfying by entering the... I'm here. <laughs> You're in. I'm answering Wait, you, the call. You have clearly... Is, does cake... Is cake involved? It's not cake. It's snacks. The cake is more of a dessert. I'm still you're in. in. Still uh, in. Make your game days even more satisfying by entering the free delay Snack and Snaps series on DraftKings. Play for free for your shot at $120,000 in total cash prizes during weeks one through six of the football season. So get your skin in the game courtesy of Free Delay at DraftKings.com slash Free Delay. So I wanted to shout out Rashad Bateman also. I mean, that's one takeaway here from the first two weeks is Rashad Bateman is pretty yeah. darn good. You know, and the wide receivers, Devin Duvernay, obviously as a returner, I mean, golly, you can't, that, that was just awesome. That was just awesome. Taking the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, a great, Great moment. Um, and, and and Bateman, I mean, here's the big thing that I see with Rashad Bateman that adds another layer to this offense is the run-after catchability, right? I mean, just just a lot different than than what we saw from Marquise Brown, you know, point blank, right? And, and I think that threat obviously takes a, a slant to the house. You see the, the speed, everything on that 75-yard touchdown, but that gives the Ravens, I think, an even more dynamic weapon with their top receiver is Bateman's ability to make, to pick up yards after the catch. Yeah. I mean, Bateman's been excellent. I, I think that, you know, the question that's been one of the real bright spots early on is, you know, all the receiver chatter during the off season and it's been answered. Duvernay has taken a step. Hopefully that, uh, you know, he was ruled out yesterday with a concussion. Hopefully that's not something that lingers uh, because, you know, he was he's such a dynamic player. Um, <clears throat> so, Bateman's taking a step. He is looks like you know a number one wide receiver. You know he burns Xavier mm-hmm. Howard for that big touchdown. So like he's he's making plays, both big plays 
and you know reliable chain moving type plays. So he looks like the total package. Yep. Duvernay's taking a step. Mark Andrews is still obviously the same. So that that's been a real positive, I think, early on is the play of the receiving core. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, big picture here, big picture. That's a that's a loss that really stings. But it's week two, right? And and I, you hope that the Ravens at the end of the year aren't in a position battling for a playoff spot where they look back on this one and the Dolphins are right there in the playoff mix and you say, ugh, if we had only sealed that week two win, like, we'd be in or, or whatever. We'd be in a lot better shape, right? We would have gotten that home field advantage, whatever it is. You really hope that that's not the case. But it's week yeah, two. Yeah. And I, I, I really, like, big picture, I have faith because I've seen it a million times with this team in John Harbaugh and these coaches and these players to shake this off and rebound. And, and it's just a mistake that I think people make all the time in the media NFL business is extrapolating too much from one game Mm -hmm. to the next things just wildly change in the NFL all the time, all the time. And I just think you, of course there are some things that you can take over and that carry over and, and whatnot, but like get a multiple game trend. Let's look for trends, right? One game, oftentimes in the NFL is just an outlier, and I, and that's honestly how I see the secondary thing, barring the injuries. As I said again, if Marlon Humphrey's out for four weeks, I retract that statement, right? Not saying he's going to be whatever, right? But barring the injuries, like I think that's an outlier performance from the secondary. I think the Ravens will shake this off and be just fine. They've had other bad losses early in the season. Week four against mm-hmm. the Browns in 2019. Remember that one where Nick Chubb ran for like 500 yep. yards. You know, it was a blowout loss, and and then the Ravens reel off whatever it was. 12 in a row. You know, 12 yeah. straight wins. No, totally, exactly. totally. I, I th- so, I, I'm with you on that. I think that there's definitely um, – this isn't just sugarcoating it. I mean, that one stung, and that it's going to sting all week long. Um, but I, yeah. it's it's far too early to say this is going to be a – is going to doom, doom them for the season or anything like that. And also, I, I think that – you know, that we can look back on that and say, like, you know, it could be a great season just like it was in 19 where you had that early season loss to the Browns. And you say, man, you know, that kind of – you figure some things out early and then you got hot. Right. So – Right. And this this one hurts. This one hurts. But it, it's a whole lot better than getting smoked, than getting just blown out. And is it? That's issues. always the debate. That's always the debate. Would you rather lose yes. by one yes. or would you rather get blown out? emotionally right like you're getting blown out it doesn't have the emotional sting right but that, that's a sign of cancer you get blown out you got some cancerous you know cancer in the body it, yeah right that if you get you get stung this is a bee sting this is a wasp what's the worst bee sting that you get? <laughs> i don't hornet this i don't is a know, I don't know sting, if I agree. right that one rub some dirt on it bounce I don't know back if I agree. right that's what this I don't know one if is i agree with your uh the sentiment there but I do think that this is one that the Ravens can certainly recover from, um, you know, but they're going to have to figure some things out. So uh, we're going to work, you know, if you haven't, if you didn't realize this, uh, we did have a video, our first ever uh, video podcast. Uh, We we launched that last week. Uh, Marlon Humphrey was our first guest. Um, And so those are going to air every week uh, on YouTube and on our app, our website. Uh, So we're going to do another one later this week uh, with a guest. Um, so the, this, for now, this uh, audio version of the uh, Monday Morning Reaction Podcast is just going to be audio, and then the one with the player interview uh, later in the week is going to be on video. So make sure you check that out later this week. Keep those emails coming to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Thanks for listening. 
and we'll talk with you again soon. Okay.